Hey, this is Kevin Pollack, and you're listening to WithoutYourHead.com. But I guess you knew that, didn't you? Unless, of course, you lost your head. Recognize the number of the prefix. Yeah, I noticed that, uh, that the director is in, uh, in from Boston. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. And we're all like, you know, my my um my mother and father retired on Martha's Vineyard, and I've been there since I was a kid. You know, on, in, during the summer, and and John and I, the director John Simpson and I met um, in 1981. We were both singing cocktail waiters at the seafood shanty in Edgartown, Massachusetts, on the vineyard. <laughs> That's funny. Awesome. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Sandwich on the Cape, so I'm pretty close to the Vineyard. Ah, it's very close. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it is beautiful. very nice. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I'm here with uh, Roger Bart and, uh, from Ghostlight, who uh, I believe it just premiered in Los Angeles Film Festival. So how, how did that go? Right. Oh, it was, it was great. It was the first time I'd seen a movie. And I, I, I forced myself to wait to see it with an audience, and it was worth it. It was really uh a charming um, and unique, funny and and um, at times uh, a, a little scary uh, uh, movie. So it was it was just terrific. It it it, it exceeded my expectations. Mm-hmm. So so it was the first time you got to see the finished movie, and with an audience. So uh, what's that experience like? Not only seeing it for the first time, but having the audience there. <laughs> oh gosh, well it it's you know. Most actors <clears throat> will tell you that um, you know seeing yourself on camera um, is you have to kind of squirm a little bit and get used to to it because um, uh, you know I didn't realize that I was needed to really lose that that ten pounds as badly as I did and and um, uh, and sometimes my face was a little busier than I would would have wanted and I was sometimes shocked by how many close ups there were uh, of me. <laughs> Um, but, um, the audience was enjoying the movie so much around me and, um, and laughing, um, at, at places, uh, that were, and I'd hope that would be funny. Um, so it, it ultimately was, was, it's really thrilling and really, um, you know, for all the discomfort of seeing yourself, it's a lot better than going to the theater and never seeing yourself in anything. <laughs> so I'm always very... I'm always uh, uh, acutely aware of how um, how lucky I am um, to to be up there on the screen and be able to watch myself and sitting with my you know with my family around me. It was great fun. Yeah. Now, uh, when I'm at festivals and I, I talk to the people in the movies or make the movies, a lot of times they're surprised by different uh, reactions to the, for, from the audience. Was there anything that surprises you? Like uh, either they got a different reaction than you expected, or Maybe something got like a bigger laugh than you expected, or didn't get a laugh that you thought would get a big laugh. Um, 
No, I, I, I thought it was pretty, you know, consistent. I, I, I was, you know, the things that really kind of were the most surprising to me are the things that I have a hard time imagining, which are um, special effects, um, which were really terrific in the movie, um, how scary some of the moments were with the witches and some of the demons that are released from the curse um, mm-hmm. and, the, um, the, and the sound and the music. Those are the elements that are layered in that you, you, that I was most um, impressed and sort of took uh, um, the movie to a whole different level. Mm-hmm. You, when we first started talking here, you mentioned that uh, you've known John, the director, John Stimson, for, uh, for a long time. Um, so did you keep in touch this whole time? Have you guys been friends since, uh, since the 80s? No, you know, it was, it was like a, a quick summer. It was, uh, there were, I think, like, you know, three guys and three girls uh, and a piano player of the Seafood Shanty. We all got to know each other pretty well. We hung out on days off. Um, um, but we didn't, you know, it was, you know we, were, we were in college, so you know what that's like. And it was also, by the way, before um, email. So, right, right, um, yeah. you know, like in order for us to, to have kept up, we would have had to, you know, call. Actually write letters. Or, right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that wasn't, you know, we were, we were good friends, but I don't think it was, we, we both got re-immersed immediately into our, the universities we were at and studying hard. And then, and then the next year I came back one more year there and um, he wasn't there. Uh, he had, was doing something else. And, you know, that was the last I sort of heard of, from him. Um, and, uh, but he said that he had been, um, tracking my uh, career and always enjoying, um, what I was doing. And I didn't, I didn't know that he had went into pursue acting for a little bit and then became a director. So, so imagine my, um, you know, happy astonishment when I received, um, a letter and an offer to do this movie from him and a reminder of who he was. And, um, so our first lunch together was, was so fun because it was, um, you know, I brought along photographs uh, from that period and, uh, you know, we both had a lot more hair and, uh, and we're a lot skinnier. And, um, and, uh, and we, you know, we talked about the movie and we talked about our lives for the last 30 years. So it was really pretty cool. And, you know, once once you do spend a summer with somebody and hanging out and working, you know, there's just such a, you know, there's a bond there that's, um, that sort of just makes working in the present day um, just easier. There's a shorthand. We just know each other. You know, it's, it's, it's terrific. Mm-hmm. When you mentioned earlier about watching the movie and then, you know, you have the, the sound and their score, or the effects and everything. Um, what do you do with other movies? Uh, you know, kind of when you're the actor, I guess, after you're done filming, that's kind of you're, you're the last that you have any uh, hands on, on what happens. So, yeah. Are there times when you watch you watch movie you're in and well I guess kind of like how important is editing and in, in, in making a movie because I you know they could totally make it totally different from what you did I know you know when you're filming Extraordinary. well it certainly makes you more um, careful about what you you do in your scenes you know um, you, you have control over um, the choices you present them with um, and the director will probably give you a couple of adjustments and then sometimes. Um, when you aren't absolutely concrete, you know, clear on, on, um, on, on what a, a scene is about, um, you're potentially more, um, um, open to, uh, to direction and instruction. And, um, 
and and film is really much more of the directors and uh, and the writers' medium in that you know they will have the ultimate uh, say uh, as to how they piece it together. And over these years, um, I've just found that I've I've really learned, uh, and, and I'm pretty much always have, but I've learned to just place all my trust in that they're going to choose the take that is the the best for telling the story and and you have to let go whereas in the theater as you know it's much more of an actor's medium and um you know we get to uh control so much um during the course of a performance as to what our choices are um and how we um can um you know um conduct ourselves um through a performance um so to be able to be in both worlds for me over these years has been really fun as I, as particularly as I've become more acquainted with, with how things work in, in TV and film. It's been really, it's, it's something I've always, I always thought it was um, a, a part of acting that I, I knew the least about for about 15 or 20, my first 15 years of doing this. And, and now it's, it's fun to know how it works so much better. And mm-hmm. So gratified. Now, do you think that was important that you had a theater background to do the specific movie Ghost Light? You know, it really helped just because I, I, I knew, I knew who these people were in the company. I knew the actors, um, what they were like, what they were going through. I knew what their life is like. I, I could fill in a lot of blanks more than I would playing a Wall Street uh, broker. You know, mm-hmm. um, I just know the I know the life, so there was a lot less homework involved so uh have you ever done Macbeth? i haven't no Mm -mm. is that true the uh well maybe not true but is there really like the legend that there's a a curse on Macbeth? well i think some of it comes from those the incantations that the the witches do which i i believe were sort of real black magic you know stuff that shakespeare decided to put down um there's a there's something authentic about it I think that, you know, to this day, still in, in all the years that I've been around theater, um, there's a, there is, um, uh, a lot of, still a lot of respect for the, that exact curse of the one, um, of the Scottish play. Um, and so even though we may, um, laugh as we, um, make somebody, um, go through the ritual of running around the theater three times, um, and spitting and knocking on the door and asking to please let it, let it back in. Um, we do it through laughter, but we also, um, make sure it gets done. You know, as I was saying uh, to somebody else, you know, when you're in the, working in, on stage, sometimes you'll have, you know, giant, you know, two ton things hanging over your head. And, um, so you kind of just want to, you want to err on the side of the <laughs> right. stage, just the, you know? Yeah. Right. It does, no it's not going to hurt anything no to too challenge. much. To, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And it is one of the, it's one of the fun things. There's certain, you know, superstition is, is, is amusing. So it's, and I, so people love it. It's something, it's something we share. It's that, it's that lore of the theater, which I, I love, you know, I love tradition, stuff like that. So, so when John uh, contacted you, did he have you, did he write the Henry role for you? Or did he just want you involved in general? He wanted me involved. You know, he, he, they had written, you know, all of these characters, um, you know, based really on no one and um, just, but just their imaginations and how they uh, suited this um, company uh, of actors. 
And, um, and then when it was all done, uh, he thought of me and he, he has told me that he'd always wanted to work with me. Um, and, and of course I, I echoed that sentiment once I knew he was directing and I just wanted to see him and, and, uh, do something with him. So it was a really uh, terrific fit. So I'm just glad he thought of me. Yeah. When you just talk about the superstitions, I was thinking that's kind of cool in a way too, because it's like a history there. And to know that, like, uh, you know, for, I guess, centuries, for at least decades, and centuries, that people have uh, have done the same thing, on the, you know, whenever yeah. they're doing the, that particular play. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, in, you know in, in theaters in London and theaters in New York, you know, they're, they're old buildings. You know, there's, there are always stories of them being haunted. Um, you know, it, there's something magical about them. And, you know... We uh, we're we're in there making magic and telling stories and and trying to uplift the spirits of uh, of the people who walk into the theater and and change their lives or or get them out of their their heads and give them a good laugh and just all the wonderful things that theater provides and I think that the the fact that the buildings we're in that we're working in are um, you know filled with um, history and hauntings and superstitions it's taps into that part of us um, that's very important to work from as, as actors, and that's that sense of play and that sense of um, being a child. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times when we were studying acting, we were, we were often to be, you know, encouraged to be in a childlike state, uh, a state of play and imagination. And so all of that, those elements help, you know, create that world for us. When you, when you walk in from Times Square and into a building and you, you know, you know the magic's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It has an amazing cast in addition to yourself. Uh, do you know if uh, the other cast members all have a theater background? I think I think most of them do. I, I don't I don't know if anybody doesn't. I don't know if Carrie Elways did theater. I'm not sure, but I know mm-hmm. everybody else did. I was not absolutely sure about Carrie, but you know most people do find themselves on a stage at a pretty young age and it changes them forever so you know everyone knew what, what we were doing that's that's for sure so yeah it seems that way uh-huh so uh when you first got into acting did you do theater first i assume yeah yeah i wish they you know back when we were studying it i, I wish that they had you know we had cameras at school and we did you know we, we were learning kind of see at theater and film acting, you know, was Meisner, Sanford Meisner technique. And so, you know, and then we, we definitely worked with our bodies in a way um, that would, was operating the assumption that theater would be the place we would end up. Um, and so uh, when I got out of school and college, I was so skinny and, um, and, and so, you know, I, I don't know, it, how anybody was going to hire me. And I thought that the, the area of, of least resistance to hiring me was going to be in music theater, musical theater, because I was uh, also happy to sing. And so um, that was my way to be able to, I always say get, cause I was bartending to get from behind bars and, mm-hmm. um, and working and learning. And, um, and so I spent years, you know, once you get into the, the agent filing cabinet back then of musical theater, you sometimes will stay there. And it was really, um, 
with the exception of a few plays and a few little TV spots, it was really when I did the producers on Broadway where my world opened up for me in terms of film and television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, saw that you, that you did the producers, and uh, I love uh, the play in in both versions of the movie. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, I'm proud of it. Uh, there's great turn. There's a a part of the uh, the movie Ghostlight where um, kind of like a, where the demons everything kind of plays off the jealousy of uh, of the actors. Is that a big part of uh, in the acting world? Jealousy. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, it it's probably part of every um, that's true <laughs> business and every world. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's always going to be somebody who is doing a smaller gig, who's looking at somebody who's maybe potentially being paid better and has a bigger job, is flashier, and just occasionally just sort of wish it was them. The, the one thing that's sort of unique to theater is um, the relationship between understudy and lead part. And mm-hmm. that is not something that necessarily is replicated in the business world. Um, but, you know, there has to be somebody who is prepared to go on for you when you get sick or out of the show or can't make it or, you know, in certain cases, ghost lights if you die. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's, that is a unique relationship because um, with two healthy actors, it would be a very normal relationship and kind of fun. But in the, in the hands of, of possibly an ambitious uh, understudy, um, it can get a little weird. As a matter of fact, I was on Grace and Frankie about uh, two years ago, and I played uh, a guy named Steve Clarington, who was based on Eve Harrington. And I was the understudy of Martin Short in the all-gay 1776 that he was doing. So we, I explored that that uh, uncomfortable dynamic thoroughly a matter if you ever get a chance to see it really funny. <laughs> I'd like to see it but um yeah. but it, it is a it's a funny relationship that one and there are people in this show as you know in ghost light mm-hmm. that are understudied and they don't like being understudied <laughs> this, this might be more of a question for john but uh do you know where the movie goes from from here like um you know once it does the festival runs I think that's a totally a question for John. He'll he'll know the answer to that, and he'll know his goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're excited. We're excited. It's getting out there, and you know, and that people like yourself are seeming to uh, to really enjoy it. We're very proud of it. Yeah, I dug it a lot. So it's very uh, it's very cool. Uh, yeah. So and, and real quick, uh, where where can we see you sing? Since you mentioned uh, that you you know you sing, uh, what 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 play or movie could we watch to? Uh, to see that oh well this is a kind of fun one it, i don't know if you have any kids but i was the singing voice of the disney animated feature of hercules so oh, actually my song was called go the distance it was nominated for an oscar and the cover was done by michael bolton that's funny so <laughs> that if you, that's a great movie and a great song um and other than that i you know Gosh, I was Snoopy on Broadway. I sang a lot then, and um, and I was also in the direct video "Lady and the Tramp" Part Two, singing the lead voice of that dog. So I've sung a lot of dog roles. I don't understand what that's about. But <laughs> right, I was working right. something out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need a singing dog. Get get me Roger Burt. Yeah, exactly. I was on that short list for a while. <laughs> short tail list. Yeah, yeah. And you don't you don't need kids to see Hercules. That's a good movie. No, nah, it's a good movie, man. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for talking to me. Uh, it was great talk chatting with you, and um, I hope the weather's beautiful there today. I hope my mom is having a beautiful day on the vineyard. I think she's today, today. I think she's packing up and splitting for the season. So, oh, all right. so hope it's lovely. Yeah. All right, man. It's talking to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This is Kyle Gast of Tenacious D. You're listening to Without Your Head. Hey. 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 How's How it going? Good, thanks. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, I just talked to um, to Roger in your movie, and uh, he told me, well, he saw the, the area code do us from, uh, from Massachusetts, too. And he told me about uh, you guys uh, knew each other back, back in the 80s. Yeah. So what, what, what was it about him that you thought would be good uh, for your movie, Ghost Light? Oh, gosh, he, he, so many things. I, I mean, yes, we, we sang together. Did he tell you the story of how we sang together in a bar in Martha's Vineyard? The Secret Just really, no, briefly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did sort of a Broadway kind of review thing with a little bit of contemporary poppy stuff that we, we mixed in. It was the kind of, it was really fun because we were just cocktail waitresses or wait, waitresses, waiters, <laughs> waitresses, right. and, uh, and, uh, would do, uh, this little review show to all the, uh, the, the, the boaters and other people that would come into, to, uh, Edgartown Harbor. And, and, um, and we could do whatever we wanted and put on this, this show and perform whatever we had a wonderful pianist who would, who could play anything. And so it was just a real, tr- real treat to be able to do this thing. And, um, and, you know, I was blown away with his talent at the time, particularly as a singer. I mean, and, you know, you, you listen to him on, on the Hercules soundtrack and he's just he's so good. I mean, he's and he's done so many things, producers and others, you know, Broadway work and uh, Snoopy and the whole thing. So he's just he was. But I, I, you know, I saw him back then when we were probably 18 years old um, and thought, oh, my God, this kid is so talented. And, um, you know, it was the kind of thing where we, we spent that summer together every single day rehearsing and performing late into the, into the night. And, and even though it was just a couple of months, it was this, this, this bond, you know, you, you, you spend that kind of precious time with somebody at that age and you remember it so well. So as I tracked his career and, and was so proud to see how well he was doing and I kept thinking, gosh, wouldn't it be fun someday that we, we could work together. And, um, you know, when this thing came along, you know, and, I, and we were, I was just, you, you know, you start a project like this and you get your, you, you know, you start to get your financing together and you're like, ah, oh, we got to build the package. You know, we need to sort of get some attachments so that we can, you know, you know, sell this thing and or get this thing financed and make it, uh, you know, I just, I thought, well, maybe this is the perfect chance to reach out to Roger because, uh, you know, he would be so terrific in the role of, of Henry, the director. And, and, uh, and that's what I did. So I, I, I didn't have his number. I hadn't talked to him in years. And, and so I just, I, you know, we reached out through his agent. I wrote him an, a letter through his agent. I said, Roger, it's John. Remember me? You know, I said, I've got this part and I think he'd be terrific. And, uh, and you know, it was great because he read the script and, and like, like all the other wonderful actors we got in our cast, he responded right away to the material. And it was so heartwarming and, and, um, and gratifying to know that, that, we'd written a good script that actors really wanted to be part of. And so Roger said yes and became the cornerstone of our, of our cast. That was just remarkable. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a treat to get to finally re- reconnect with him and, and work with him on this. And, and hopefully we'll get to do other things down the road. Yeah. So you specifically uh, thought of him for the role of Henry. 
Well, I, you know, I can't really, I can't really say that. I mean, that would, that would be the romantic uh, way to, right, to, right. to twist the tale, but, uh, you know, I, I don't really do that. I don't write with specific yeah, I actors didn't mean in mind. I, yeah. I didn't yeah. mean necessarily write it, but, uh, when you asked him to be in it, it you thought he, the role of Henry would have been right for him. Oh, yes, 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 exactly. No, I, I just, I mean, I just thought with his theatrical background, he'd be perfect as the, as the, 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 the stabilizing rudder of this crazy uh, group of people that could, you know, keep the, keep the train on track and, and get, get to opening night, you know, and, um, and, uh, you know, that, that, that's how he ended up being perfect for that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it was fun. I mean, it was fun to have a, he, he as well as other actors that have had a lot of stage experience, you know, Carol and so forth, that have you know really been, you know, on on Broadway and and and, and know that world and know the, the the world of the setup, but not just the cinema, but of of, of the stage as well. So, yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm here with John Stimson, the director and co-writer of uh, Ghost Light, and I believe you're at the Los Angeles Film Festival right now. That's correct. I'm, I'm here. We had our premiere last night and it went great. And, uh, uh, you know, with any luck, we'll, we're going to, you know, get, get some buyers to be interested in our, in our movie and get some distribution, get it out into the world. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was, it was really fun to be included in the program here. And, uh, you know, Heidi Honeycutt, who's, who programmed the, uh, the, the nightfall section just thought it was such a fun, dark comedy that uh you know she she was so complimentary and when she called me and, and asked me to, to to be here and to come and, and screen here and, and it just it the timing couldn't have been better to uh, premiere here in los angeles so mm-hmm. uh we're thrilled to be here yeah yeah so that was your first time seeing the movie with an audience yeah well, well with a with a yeah with a public audience we had done right. friends and stand week in a cast screening back east but uh you know when we finished but this was the first public screening and oh yeah it's always fun to you know this you, you, it's nerve-wracking i gotta say you got you never know what you're gonna get and you really hope people like it but <laughs> to hear them laugh and and jump and start startles and you know just it's so it's it's wonderful and uh you know it's funny because you know, some of the, the, the festival people are like well are you gonna sit through the screening i'm like well of course i'm gonna sit through the screening <laughs> don't miss it you know I, i've seen this movie thousands of times but this is it this is the premiere i want to feel the energy in the room you know and and it was a really it was really great energy so yeah. Uh, were there any surprises by any of the uh, reactions? Uh, maybe something got a bigger laugh than expected or. Um, uh, you know, nothing, you know, nothing that was, was a surprise necessarily. Yeah. Um, what's that? I says it's probably a good thing then. Yeah, yeah, no, they I mean, it's, just, right it's, it's, it's they right, they laughed at the right places. Yeah, yeah, they did, and and it was really more a matter of of the 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 scale of the laugh or the bigness of the laugh or the startle that uh, you know it was fun to see, and um, you know it, 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 there were there were moments that that I didn't necessarily anticipate. I mean, I, they were they were they were amusing, but I didn't anticipate you know out loud chuckles. But uh, and, and and we did get them in several spots, and that was that's great. So yeah, mm-hmm. so, so <laughs> comedy is tricky. That, you know, you never know. You never true. know. Yeah. So where did the story come from? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I've done. You know, I did a lot of musical theater and uh as a kid and through college and uh and so i spent a lot of time in the theater i always just loved the crazy superstitions that uh that actors and and theater people believe in and take so seriously and um and so i i I, I, well well, let's explore that and and of of all the superstitions 
the most famous is is the the, the, the superstition and the curse of, of the Scottish play. And I said, well, let's let's figure that out, you know. And and so I I'd come up with a, a you know this one page treatment of of uh, a story of a, a traveling Shakespeare troupe in in Western Mass who who uh, you know un, unwittingly or, or or on purpose or, or however just unleash the curse. And, uh, and, and it was, it was sort of in, in a, just a, you know, sketch of an idea. And I pitched it to my, uh, my collaborator, Jeff Taylor, and, um, who, uh, who we ended up, we wrote, we wrote the script and produced the movie together. Um, uh, and he just loved it. And he said, this is so fun. And he, you know, he, he was an English major and, and, and was, a you know, big Shakespeare fan. And, uh, and, and so we said, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. And it was just so fun to dream up the, the scenario of, of and, and the characters uh, and, and to think about, well, all right, well, if, if there really is a curse, uh, where does it come from? What's the origin of it? And what happens if you don't undo it? I mean, there's, there's so many stories of, of tragedies happening on stage when people don't pay attention to it or don't take it seriously. And, um, we just wanted to, we just sort of dug in and thought about, well, okay, it probably has something to do with the witches and the, and the actual black magic that, that Shakespeare wrote into the incantations that the witches give when they're doing their double, double boil and trouble speeches. And, um, so, you know, that, that was just so fun to play with and, and develop. And, and, uh, and I think it really delivers. Yeah. And, um, when you're writing something like that, uh, I think you have to take into account, like, uh, there's going to be people who know about that. And then there's good people that, that don't, who don't have any type of uh, connection to the theater. So you have to make it that it, you know, everyone will understand, you know, the story you're trying to tell and the idea of a curse. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that was part of the, the, the introduction of the, of this, of the movie, um, you know, having that, 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 that Scottish lock shot where we, we, we track along the ocean and uh, or the, the the water rather and we come upon this old castle and the lightning and and we have this this booming voiceover about you know that 400 years ago William Shakespeare wrote Macbeth you know the most haunted and tragic and and cursed play of all and you know that set it up in that way and then you know the very the first scenes of the movie with our our younger characters who are new you know new to the the troupe and new to the to the to the theater, you know, act, you know, are, are there to, to sort of be the, the, you know, teach the audience what this is all about. And so that when, when we, uh, when we do set off the curse, we understand that how important it is and how, how seriously it, people take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you self believe in curses? I believe there's definitely something out there that's beyond our, what our five senses can, can, can understand and, and sense and deal with um, for sure. Uh, I, I'm, I don't go through life worried about it much. Right. I, don't, <laughs> I don't change what I do. Um, uh, you know, but I, you know, I definitely think there's something to this stuff. There's just, there's too many, there's too many stories that people tell and people that are, are more sensitive. Perhaps I do think that certain people do have a, uh, you know, an awareness and a sensitivity to, to these, you know, this stuff that, that I perhaps don't. And, uh, and, and I've, I've heard some amazing things that, that people have experienced. So it does always intrigue me. And I've, I've done other movies that have, have dug in on this, this kind of spiritual or ghostly level. And, um, it, it's, it's always a, a fun topic to, to, to play with. Yeah. Have you had any, any experiences, even if it's not something, you know, huge, just like a feeling or anything. Um, 
Gosh, I, I, you know, I, I had one experience. I did a movie a few years ago called The Legend of Lucy Keys, which is about a, a, a little girl who went lost in the woods 250 years ago. And her mother still haunts the woods where she disappeared. And people through the ages have heard Martha Keys, you know, hollering, Lucy, Lucy in the woods. And, and um, I had done a, a, a party one time out there and, and, and we had done a, a, a snowshoe uh, through the woods out to what I call Lucy Keys Rock, where the little girl disappeared. And I, you know, had it all lit with uh, torches and we tromped up in the woods and I got up on the rock and I told the story of this little girl who went missing. And it's this, this really, you know, wonderful local legend, a tragic story of this missing girl. And, um, and, and the next day when I went around to retrieve all the, all the torches that had been burning, uh, to light our way up to the, to the rock, uh, all the torches were out, you know, this was probably 18 hours later when all the torches were out, except the one that was burning at the, at the rock itself. And as I, as I kind of got a little creeped out by that and started to gather it up and start tromping my way back home. I, I, I swear I heard Martha calling Lucy in the woods. So, uh, you know, that, that's about as, as creepy as it's gotten for me, but um, <laughs> it's, it's fun to think about. Yeah. The, the uh, ghost Light is a great cast. Um, they're pretty much everybody. Oh, in fabulous it. cast. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, did you, was it important for you to try to get people that did have a theater background? Um. You know, it it did help, and and certainly it was helpful for if they had kind of an understanding of Macbeth, the play, mm-hmm. uh, and I think the, you know all the actors did kind of bone up on it to get familiarized with it, uh, because we 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 do not that we get too deep into it, but we do touch on the play, and and our characters, our two main characters, uh, certainly parallel the you know the the, the characters of in the play, um, but. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it was nice to have, it, you know, I didn't, I didn't make that a prerequisite by any means. I wanted good actors regardless. And, and the way we went up, we approached it was very much a very filmic um, way of, uh, of acting. It wasn't a big, broad, stagey kind of approach that we took to the actual production of Macbeth that we did, or the pieces of the, of the play that we did. So it was, it was, I, I was, I was going for a, a, a quieter, more intimate you know, acting style, not a big, broad theatrical one so it was that was it was just i was just one of good actors it fit the roles yeah you know yeah. where does ghost light go from here well i'm hoping we can we can attract a uh, a really good distribution company that to take it out worldwide in um in some fashion or another um you know we um we have terrific representation with caa and uh i know there were a lot of buyers in the screening last night and there are more coming in new york on monday and uh, another screening on friday here at the festival so, um, you know, I've got my fingers crossed for a, that we make a good deal with, with somebody who can take it out as, as in such a, as broad a way as possible. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, very good. Well, I really dug it. And as a huge fan of Mr. Show, I'm always happy to see Scott Adsit uh, pop up in anything. He's the man. No kidding. And, uh, He's the best. Yeah. 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 He's the best. Where are you? Yeah. Where are you from now? You get in your 508 area code. Where are you? I'm in. Uh, I'm on the Cape in Sandwich. Oh, fantastic! Okay, yeah, yeah. we we spent our summers in North Falmouth in Megansett. <laughs> all right, yeah, it's so. not very far at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. That's great. Well, thank, cool. well, thanks thank for you so much. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I appreciate and it. I look forward to check. I was. I look forward to checking out some of your other movies too. 
Yeah, go. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, we shot a lot of movies in Massachusetts. It's been fun. That's been kind of my my uh, my motto is let's let's keep the work here at home. And um, I've screened a lot of films at the Woods Hole Film Festival and uh, um, and been involved with the the Mass Production Coalition and and advocating for the tax credit and all that good stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's 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 great. My my office is out in Worcester though. Okay, yeah, West. All right, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Thanks. All right, cool, man. Have a, great Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you.